Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Worcester Culture Watch, a podcast connecting you with the local culture scene in Worcester. Arts, entertainment, music, and more. Worcester Culture Watch, from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. Hello, I'm Craig Seaman, and welcome to Worcester Culture Watch. We have some very special guests in the studio tonight that need no introduction, but I'm going to introduce them anyways. Our first guest is an inspiring writer and recovering alcoholic who will soon be taking a job at the off-season as the off-season caretaker of the Overlook Hotel. He's married to Olive Oil, and the couple have a young son, Danny, who has an imaginary friend, Tony, a fancy for bicker wheels, and dismembered twin sisters for playmates. Let's welcome to Worcester Culture Watch, Jack Torrance. Thanks, Craig. You know, I was really excited to be moving to town to take care of the Worcester City Motel. And when I saw they tore it down in the ground round, I just didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jack. And also in the studio tonight is a school teacher who awoke from a five-year-long coma only to find that he had psychic powers. And his girlfriend was also Donald Sutherland's girlfriend in Invasion of the Body Snatches. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome to the studio Johnny Smith. Uh, thanks, Craig. You know, this is easy for you, but for me, I was on my way home. I got thrown into a hole for seven years. My legs barely work. And here I am on your show, very pleased, very pleased. It was actually five, but who's counting? Uh, five years, seven years, who's counting? It, it took you two more additional years to talk about it. I lost some numbers. <laughs> also, we have, uh, he investigated a set of grisly murders inspired by the seven deadly sins, which ended with Pepper Potts' head in a box. Retired Detective William Somerset. That's right, California. Don't look in the box. And if seven had been about the town of Worcester, it probably would mostly have been gluttony from the look around here. <laughs> mm. Also, uh, he's the head of Manhattan's law firm and Bezelzebub himself, John Milton. Oh, that's right, Craig. You know what they say around here? Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, but don't swallow. Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. <laughs> and our final guess... You know him, you love him. He's a survivor of the global pandemic who struggles to maintain his sanity by patrolling the new desolate streets of the city of Worcester, hunting and killing members of the family, a cult of plagued victims who return into nocturnal albino mutants. I give to you U.S. Army Colonel Robert Neville. That is very well done, Craig. However, most people probably remember me as Moses, or perhaps Colonel Taylor from... Planet of the Apes. Either either way, I want to thank you for your service. It's amazing. It's amazing how you can bring the dead to life. <laughs> here, 
at the telegram. Now, Worcester, of course, we're just having a little fun with you on the program today. In actuality, we only have one very special guest in the studio today. It's Tom Hanks! Tom Hanks is here! <laughs> no, it's not. It's Forrest Gump himself. Uh, I'm still mad at Tom for because I think the best movie he ever made was Bachelor Party, and the sequel to that, Philadelphia, doesn't <laughs> cut it. But that's that's me. <laughs> Uh, I didn't realize those two were related. Yeah. <laughs> That's a I saw it as a double feature. Uh, but obviously we have in the studio, what's this man of a thousand voices and pop culture maven? He's smart, he's funny, he's cool, he's good looking. You wish you were him. He's the co-creator of Rock and Shock, which is happening this Friday through Sunday at the DCU Center and the Palladium in Worcester. He is, of course, the one and only Kevin Barbary. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Craig. Thanks for having me on. And we're here to talk about this year's Rock and Shocks, as I said, starting Friday and running through Sunday. Sunday at the DCU Center and the Palladium. Yes. First off, and I will let you talk. Sure. Uh, I am so excited about you having two of the Twin Peaks bad boys, Dana Ashbrook and James Marshall, a.k.a. Bobby Briggs, and James Hurley, respectively, at the Rockin' Shark this year. Yes. There's not the first Twin Peaks guest we've had over the years, but definitely, I think, uh, with the recent resurgence of the show on Showtime being super popular and plenty of nominations, this is the first time we've had the guests on from the show since it became a thing again with the next generation who watch it and the people who loved it before who started watching the new one. So this is, this is a big deal for us. I mean, you know, in the past we've had uh, Michael Anderson, the, the, the man, uh, the little man. Did from, you? Yes, the dancing, oh, dancing dwarf man. And uh, we also had a couple other people who were on the show, but they weren't regulars. But, yeah, this is definitely the biggest main cast. I, I, I didn't realize you had the man from another place. Oh, yeah, yeah. I oh, believe wow. the same year we had Michael Rooker for the first time was the year oh, we so had. Oh, so this must have been one of your early years. Yeah, it was like 2006, 2007. Okay, I might have, I might have said, no, too scary for me back then. <laughs> and, uh, and also, yeah. uh, Derek Mears. Yep. Uh, who was also on the bill and is best known for Jason Voorhees. Did I say that right? Jason Voorhees, yeah. Uh, and Friday the 13th was also played Renzo, who came out on the losing end of a lethal arm wrestling match with Mr. C, Kyle McLaughlin, on Twin Peaks The Return. Yes, he did. And uh, so, and he's, uh, as you will uh, attest, the nicest guy on the planet. Very nice. Um, and uh, he has also not seen the Red Room, which we're going to have set up. Uh, this company called uh, Now for Your Feature, Feature Presentation. They build sets and take them to the different conventions. I saw them with this Red Room, as you did, Craig, at right. the uh, Comic Con in Rhode Island a couple years ago. And I'm like, oh, we got to get this. We got to get this to Rocket Shot. This is made for us and get some guests in there. And so we'll be doing photo ops with. Uh, Dana and James, and if Derek wants to, plenty of room. Uh, we have the whole Red Room set recreated from uh, from Twin Peaks, and you can take pictures in it. It's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, and, and, and uh, <laughs> Kevin's not talking trash. The Red Room uh, feature presentations, uh, the lovely woman Sadie and her yep. significant other. There. Brandon, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is incredible. I immediately fell in love with, and this you got to realize, Rhode Island Comic Con, the biggest thing in New England. Oh, yeah. And this was the thing that floored me. Me, too. Because uh, I, I had no idea it was there. Yeah, so when I went in, I'm there. like, what? That's why I've really been like plugging it here. Because I'm like, I yeah. want people, if people who were Twin Peaks fans knew we yeah. had this, they'd be flocking to see this thing yeah. and take a picture. It's, it's, they did a really good job. I want it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it is incredible. I fell in love with it. And the day I went, uh, that I saw it, um, 
I was dressed up as Dale Cooper. I had my FBI badge and uh, all the stuff, and I had my Laura Palmer portrait, which I actually gave them a copy of because they didn't have a good resolution copy. And then this is my copy from 27 years back. Oh, nice. So when you see the Laura Palmer portrait, they got that from me. But uh, And I shot a video with Sadie. Yeah. Um, which was actually cool because she was dressed up as Diane. Yeah, but but uh, and uh, it's funny because I mentioned this to Dana yeah. when I interviewed him uh, Monday. He had no idea what he's looking forward to. Oh yeah, yeah I, I, we threw this out there. So, hey, if we set something up, would you guys want to yeah. do a photo op? I don't think I, this is actually the first time they've had any Twin Peaks people in this red room. So I'm hoping oh, yeah. this. I hope I'm hoping this will like boost it for him. Might be able to get more guests yeah. here for that yeah. and. But uh, yeah, it's, that's gonna be good. And you know, Dana also uh, was one of the two stars of Return of the Living Dead Part Two, so he had right. the horror tie-in <laughs> as well. So that uh, works for us. And as I said, not to plug myself, uh, we got a big uh, piece running on this with Dana and uh, James both interviewed, and uh, which should look nice. And and there's a line in the new episode, uh, the Return. James has always been cool, and I don't know if that's true, but he certainly has been cool since he was ten. He told me a great story how he was hanging out with David Bowie at the oh set of my. Saturday Night Live during Bowie's infamous performance of Boys Keep Swinging yeah. in 79, which if you do a panel is worth bringing up. What? Yeah. That's he, incredible. His dad, it, uh, personal good friends were mine and Sheen, and Sheen was the host. Was the host. Oh, my god! And I heard the story. He talked to me like 20 minutes, and the thing is, uh, Dana got a, uh, mine and Sheen gave him a script from the show afterwards. Yeah. He got everybody from the cast to sign except Lorraine Newman. So we're talking Belushi, Randor, everybody. And someone stole it. <sighs> oh. But uh, but uh, we could talk about that all day. And uh, <laughs> welly, 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 well. The yes. always magnificent Malcolm McDonald, best known as Alex, uh, Alec DeLodge, the mm-hmm. tap-dancing, derby-wearing, ultra-violence-loving, Beethoven-listening, demented leader of the Droogs and Stanley Kubrick's classic, A Clockwork Orange, is going to be there, and he's always a thrill. Yeah, and he's he's n- never quit working all this time. And the first time I met Malcolm, it's funny, the first time I met Malcolm uh, here at Rocket Shock, uh, when I got him to come, we went to dinner, and his wife, because he's married to uh, shock, he's married to a much younger woman, was pregnant with twins, and right. he was like sixty-two at the time. And I'm like, wow, what's it going to be like to to have kids at this age? Are you like you're afraid you're going to be tired? He's like, oh no, we've got we've got nannies for that sort of thing. <laughs> so uh, he's uh, always going, always working, and he's. Always very popular with the fans. Yeah, That's and, why he and, keeps and, coming and he's back. great. He's, I mean, besides that, uh, I mean, not that Clockwork Orange is not enough. Time after time, oh, great movie. Time after time, cat people. Yep, and yeah. he is the. Man, and I won't talk about Caligula and the man, Caligula. and the man who killed Captain Kirk. <laughs> yes, the man who killed Captain Kirk, and uh, he uh, was uh, Donald Pleasant's role of Loomis in the remake of right. uh, Halloween, which with is Rob something Zombie that films. we should actually probably more promote because this is a horror thing. But yeah, <laughs> and the incomparable Linda Blair mm-hmm. first, first appearance at Rocket Shock. If you can believe that. This if I the, did the math, yeah. I mean, I remember when she was a regular at Spooky World. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons we it took so long for us to get her is once she, because she was always booked at Spooky World. Right. And when Rock and Shock started Spooky World, it kind of already moved to, you know, another part of the state. Right. And uh, by then, 
because she was free again in October, she was doing all the other cons. Yeah. So it's it's taken us this long to actually get her here um, at Rocket Shock. And, she, and of course, uh, Linda Blair is best known as Reagan, the 40th president of the United States and star of Bedtime for Bezelzebub. That's right, one of my favorite films. And uh, The Power of Christ compares you. And if you don't mind, I'll have some of that pea soup, please. <laughs> in actuality, <laughs> we're talking the excesses, of course, which a few years ago uh, Kevin ranked as the scariest horror movie of all time. I did. I, I still think uh, for the money. Yeah. The Exorcist is a hard one to beat. I mean, there's been a few movies that have made me more anxious and on edge yeah. as of late, but that's definitely one that you can still watch and be like, wow, that was a very yeah, ahead of its time. I, I got to admit something, uh, <laughs> because we're, four years ago we did a, a Halloween story, which you were gracious enough to uh, participate in, and that's where that list came from. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think I was called out the fact that I didn't have The Exorcist on the list. And I got to admit, the reason why I didn't have it on the list is I've never been able to get through the movie. It's so terrifying. Oh, yeah. I, I almost said a bad word there. And the it's movie like is a, so terrifying. It's like a slow burn, too. Yeah. It starts slow, but then that last, like, 45 minutes is, like, just nonstop scary. Yeah, and uh, and, and the movie <laughs> is epitome of great cinema from the 70s. Yeah. I think if it was made in any other era, it would, it would not have, have not been, been good. Yeah. yeah, because it is edgy. It has that slow burn, but mm-hmm. when it burns, oh, it burns deep. And... uh we also have Ted Raimi, mm-hmm. Sam's uh, Raimi's brother, who, yep. uh, and who also had a hilarious turn as Chet in Ash versus Evil Dead opposite our fave Bruce Campbell, which Absolutely. unfortunately we, we haven't got yet, but we will one of these days. Yes. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, real quick, coolest rock and roll, rock and shock moment, in my opinion, for me, yeah. was when you had Dana DeLenzo and uh, Ray Santiago, a.k.a. Kelly and Pablo, from rock, uh, from uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead doing a screen in three episodes. And yeah. One that was in there, and you lead in a very colorful Q&A session. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's a shame that the show uh, wasn't renewed because they had actually, after that, uh, Stars was going to have an even bigger event with that show this year, and we were going to show an episode in 3D. I remember you were talking and, about what uh, And we were hoping, you know, and Bruce was supposedly, they were going to say, oh, we'll send Bruce here, he'll enter the show, it'll be great, and blah, blah, blah. But then the show wasn't renewed, and we kind of lost our lost wow. our opportunity to that. But, you know, Bruce is still in the works, and he'll, now that he's free, a little bit more. Yeah, a little more. We'll more. work that out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, we, you know, we have some people coming that uh, haven't been in a long time. Scott Reniger and Galen Ross from Dawn of the Dead, who, which is also one of my favorites of all time. Which you ranked number two. Oh, yeah. They're both they're both coming, and they haven't been in a long time. They were at our very first rock and shot. They were like two of the people I had on the list that we have to have these people. And I had a whole list, and they were two of the yeah. ones that came right away. And, you know, and this is the 40th out. anniversary of Dawn of the Dead. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And and you guys always had George A. Romero, the granddaddy of yep. zombie flicks. Uh, and thank you for that, because that was always a thrill to see him and hear him talk. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is a big thing. Dawn of the Dead, if you guys never seen the original one and you have the stomach for it, it is a great movie. It's yeah. actually, I remember the first time I ever saw us uh, at the movies with Gene Sisko and Roger Ebert when it was on PBS. Yeah. This is showing how long ago it was. The first movie I saw in review was Dawn of the Dead. I remember that episode. Yeah, and they gave it a great. Re- they both gave it a great review. Yeah. And at that time, you know, this is before the internet and all this other garbage out there. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't think most people would have heard of the movie if it wasn't for something like a PBS show right. reviewing it. And probably one of the few horror movies they ever actually both liked. Yeah, and <laughs> the fact that it's like, wow, this movie got a good review. And these scenes look pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, that's great you have that. And uh, You know, Bill Mosley, who's a return that's guest. That's the next one, Bill Mosley. Uh, got the sequel to uh, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, yep. coming out that he uh, just wrapped on recently. He's going to be back. He'll talk about that. Three and, from uh, Hell. Yeah, Three from Hell. And, um, Which looks like it's going to live up to its name. I haven't I haven't seen anything from it I've yet. seen a few clips. Uh, yeah. I actually, uh, uh, how are you doing? Oh. Uh, I, I've got, I've got some. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I gotta head out in a couple minutes. Hang okay, on. I will tell you, you my know. zombie story. Not before another day. Uh, you got. Uh, <laughs> t- um, yeah, I saw a few clips of it. And it looks pretty intense, like all of zombies work, whether you like it or not. Right. I, yeah. I highly recommend by if you this weekend, and I can give some details. Yeah. It's, it's this Friday through Sunday, DCU Center oh, yeah, in the Palladium. Uh, you can get tickets at fye. Uh, t- com. The Palladium box office, DCU Center box office. You can get it for the whole weekend, just the convention, go to the concerts, everything. All the concerts all weekend at the at the Palladium. And then uh, I highly recommend if you can make it, go to Malcolm McDowell's Q&A because he has oh, okay. so many good stories of all the people he's worked with over the years that uh, I'm sure there's there's a lot of things you'd, you'd want to hear if you're a big movie fan. Movie and, and real quick, uh, yes. a few more guests I want to mention sure. and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, if you're fans of Lost, J.J. Uh, Abrams, uh, Masterpiece yeah. until uh, I fell apart near that. End. Yes, Jeremy Davis and oh, yes. Andrew Andrew I, Devoff both. And, you know, I'm a huge. Lost is one of my favorite shows of oh, all time. It was an so incredible show. having these two at the same time, especially Jeremy Davies, who's a great actor. Yeah. I mean, he was also on Twin Peaks, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. The remake. I mean, not the remake. The Return. Um, he was in uh, one episode of that show, if you go back and look at I gotta it. I got to double check but, that. Uh, I did not know that. And if you've never seen his version of Manson in Helter Skelter, he's very yeah, good. Yeah. But uh, yes, Andrew Devoff, who was Mikhail, the eyepatch uh, Russian uh, yeah. Dharma initiative yeah. character, yeah. and Jeremy was Daniel Faraday. They're both yeah, going to be there. So it's, yeah, going to be so a great weekend. So that's a big thrill. Yeah. And uh, another rock and shark regular, William mm-hmm. Forsythe, who yep. I think should be a biggest star that he is. I mean, I, I remember the first time I saw him in Dick Tracy. As um, the character escapes me for some reason, uh, I, I I remember he was in it, but oh, it was flat top, flat top. <laughs> uh, and uh, I know you're a busy guy because everybody wants a piece of you. Everybody yeah. wants you. They want to clone you. Uh, do uh, horrific experiments <laughs> to you. Anything else you want to tell about the Rock and Shark or the bands that are playing? Um, well, we have uh, Amorphous, uh, Trivium, you know, Twisted, which is like one of the insane clown posse uh, uh, circle. You know, they're going to be there one of the nights this weekend. Uh, there's a long list of groups right. playing. You know, some years those are like huge, huge acts yeah. that everybody goes back and forth. I mean, if you remember, we had Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie one year. Absolutely, we could only be as lucky to get those kind of acts every year. Yeah, um, but you know, there's there's rules. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can you can go to Palladium. All those shows always sell out, do very well. We love having the fans come back and forth. So www.rockandshock.com. That is correct. Rockandshock.com. We're also on Facebook. And uh, again, t- tickets to the DCU Center. And Palladium. it should be a massive story running Friday, maybe online Thursday, in the Telegramming Gazette. And this, uh, and uh, I think. Kevin, it's always a thrill. Oh, yeah, Craig, you too. I always <laughs> see you around. It's good to sit and talk to you. And it's you. funny. It's such a thrill that I just shook his hand even though no one's seen it. So. <laughs>
you have been listening to Mr. Culture Watch. For more on Mr. Arts and Entertainment, come back in the near future. We'll have more of these. For more on Rock and Shock, please read Craig S. Seaman's story in Friday's Worcester Telegramming Gazette and on Program.com. As always, our music is composed by DJ Minnie Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.